Everything you ever wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. And you can probably hear in the background I have my co-host, Jimmy D, on my shoulder. And Stevie Ray sitting sitting in my lap, but he's, she's a little quieter. So uh, Today we continue our one in a series of great Canadian adventure racers, so to speak. Always pretty good. Alex Provost... Uh, sat down with me a little bit ago and we had a nice chat. I first met Alex uh, online before Worlds and then we spent a nice, oh I want to say 30 minutes at the Tortuga Resort, the checkpoint on the Caribbean Ocean um, where they were two-fisted drinkers and eaters. A cup of coffee in one hand and a Coke in the other um, until they, they motored on. So. Um, with this episode, we're starting what we're calling the Pepsi Challenge. Yeah, you think that's Jimmy? That's Jimmy. Um, Alex likes Pepsi, so I told him I'd have a Pepsi in my pack for him. So this goes uh, at Untamed New England. The first person that asked me for a Pepsi gets it. So that way it's fair for everybody, as long as you're listening to the podcast. And if you are, you're my friend, so thanks for that. Um, also, in today's show notes, there's a link to my video from the World Championships. I really haven't pushed it out there very much, but uh, Alex and the team are in it, so I thought this would be a good time to let a few more people in on it. Hi, Jimmy. Um, say hi, Jimmy. That she's shy. Um, so, hope you enjoy this episode. Alex had some good stories, so this one runs... A little long, but um, I think it's worth it. So uh, enjoy. Thanks for listening. Um, it's usually we're just recording in voice, so unless you have a reason you want to see my handsome face, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, well, same here. I'm not. Uh, it's fine. So, so we're good. So, um, well, how have you been? Uh good. So I haven't I haven't seen you since uh, Costa Rica. So no, that's that's like six months ago. It doesn't seem like it, does it? Uh, no. Well, no, it doesn't seem like it because uh, I mean, uh, coming back from Costa Rica was uh, was something itself. So no, I mean, it's still it's still fresh in uh, in my mind and in uh, and uh, no, it's been uh, it's been a long winter, but uh, and I took a lot of rest. Uh, but, uh, we got back at it, uh, lately. So, uh, I'm looking forward for uh, the next season to start. Well, actually it's already started. Uh, we, we've been racing for a, a couple, uh, a couple weekend and, uh, but now we, we got a bit of a break before Untamed. Yeah. So, so what have, um, what races have you done the last couple weeks? Um, actually, um, 
There is a race uh, around here called uh, Rogaine Laurentide, so uh, Laurentian Rogaine. Uh, uh, so the Laurentians, it's about uh, it's uh, an area maybe an hour up north of uh, Montreal, and and it's a uh, it's a great area and a lot of uh, uh, little hills and valleys and uh, so it's very it's a very nice place. Uh, and uh, actually, we had a race, and uh, Francis Falardo organizes uh, uh, three row games a year, or maybe four now. Okay. And uh, so there is a winter one, three hour. So that was in February. So uh, uh, we did that, and um, and always in May, early May. So that was uh, on May tenth. So about ten days ago, uh, that was a six hour row game. And actually last week, and then he organizes uh, two other row game, but uh, later in the summer. So. Uh, um, in early September, usually, and then in November. So uh, early September is the, is the big race. So it's an eight-hour Rogaine and then three-hour Rogaine in November. So, so yeah. So I did the two Rogaines, and then last uh, last weekend, actually, so a couple of days ago, it was uh, Raid Pulse. Raid Pulse is a an adventure race series in the Ottawa area, generally, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a five to eight hour race, so it was a day race, and uh, we did that. So, so uh, now we're back in racing mode, finally. <laughs> yeah, I know it's <clears throat> been a long winter here. So, um, how's the how's the training going for Untamed? How do you feel for that? Uh, it's going uh, well. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we took a lot of rest after Costa Rica, and I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to uh, Jean-Yves uh, lately uh, on a bike ride, and he, he was saying, man, it took a lot of time for me to just to, to get back into you know, moving mode or something <laughs> just to get off yeah. the couch after, after the, the beat we took uh, in Costa Rica. So, uh, so we took a lot, you know, general, most of January off and stuff. So, uh, I mean, as far as, uh, untamed training goes, uh, it's good. I mean, personally, I think I'm a bit, uh, behind what I, where I was last year, but, um, uh, we still have, uh, four good weeks ahead of us. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, last year, uh, I had a bit of an injury at that period of the of the year, so uh, I had to take about ten days off. Uh, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to catch up with those ten days uh, not being injured this year. So I should be good. I should be ready on time. That's good. So well, let's let's talk a little. We'll talk a little about Costa Rica because I'm, I'm finding that people are really interested in it um, was it I mean you, you guys you say you took a beating do you think I mean was it especially hard or just what I mean how did you feel about the race um well I know that uh I mean obviously a lot of people have different opinions about the race yeah uh, many people were, you know, felt it was a bit too much or a bit too long or too hard or whatever. Uh, personally, uh, I think for me, it was the best race ever. 
<laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, this is what uh, the adventure racing world champ should be in my mind. So, uh -huh. uh, so I, I absolutely do not think it was too long or too hard. I think yeah. it was right on. Uh, I mean, w what makes it hard and long is it's every team's uh, personal uh, personal tale, you know. Yeah. So uh, some teams had really good race. Some uh, some teams had uh, had issues, but that that's every race. And, and the fact that it's you know it it was long, of course, but. I mean, uh, you know, if if you put that in with the, the uh, in the adventure racing World Series perspective, I think there there's got to be one race in the year that is you know the the ultimate challenge, and, and that was it. So, uh, yeah. no, I I really I really liked it. Uh, I mean, it was my first race in the in a tropical area. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That that was that was really cool too, and uh, I mean the scenery was amazing. Yeah. It's yeah yeah, pretty pretty gorgeous country, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. So yeah. no, it, it was a a great experience uh, for for me personally. The the longer race I I, I had done uh, before that was Portugal, and it was six. Took us six days, so uh, so yeah, that was certainly uh, another level. Stab up, yeah. I think I think what you're saying is kind of what I've heard from a lot of people. Is it? it yeah, it was long and hard, but that's what it needed to be. So, yeah. um, you, you know, it, it it opens it up for a lot of things can happen in ten days, and you know, a lot of you know, Seagate, two of those guys. I, it was long for them. They're not used to racing that long. They're done before that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, at first when we, you know, planned, uh, you know, I had in mind to, you know, you know, the the race was advertised as, you know, the the, um, you know, the, a lifetime experience and things like that, and uh, you know, the from border to border from. Um, one C to to the other, so yeah, yeah. I think people were warned, and, and uh, exactly, and yeah. it's just that uh, well, some people sometimes uh, do not realize what what they get into, or or some other people were a bit annoyed because of that, but uh, yeah. it's just that uh, well. <laughs> And that's the way it is, and and that's adventure racing. You gotta, you know, just manage and, and just make the best out of you know whatever's thrown at you. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know the the fact that you know those guys uh, in front with Tule and Seagate. Uh, uh, well, in my mind, you know uh, when I. When I was looking at the the course and things, I was expecting for us to be out for maybe seven and a half days or something. Mm -hmm. um, took us a bit longer than that, but yeah, uh, yeah it was. Uh, I was expecting yeah the the lead team to finish maybe in six. So uh, so that was you know again longer than than everybody expected. But uh, I mean it was. 
you know, looking back at it, uh, it, it was it was epic as it gets. So uh, so people are going to talk about that for years to come. Yeah, I think um, I've always I've always had the opinion that the best stories are from the worst days and or the worst races. You know, those those are the ones you remember the best. And I think <laughs> yeah. people are going to remember Costa Rica for a long time. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And uh, it's uh, you know it, it's th that third degree and fourth degree fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't fun uh, on the moment uh, at some point for sure, but. But then, you know, now it's fun because we get to talk about it. So it's a, exactly, it's yeah. a lot of fun now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, what was, here, here's my two things I always like to ask. Well, when did you have, or did you have any big problems during the race or was there a really bad spot? And then what was the really, really good spot of the race? Um, really bad problems. Uh, we had a, a, a bit of a bumpy start because uh, we had like four flat tires in, in the first four hours of racing. So that, that was a bit of a setback there. But then, uh, so we had to manage that. Uh, yeah. uh, then, uh, personally, I, I really enjoyed the, the mangrove section. Uh, it was amazing it was you know out of this world so that was really awesome um the portage section to get to actually get you know the the, the trekking section before and then uh before the mangrove with the with a bit of well with the portage at the end that was uh that was hard to manage <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was a tough section um yeah. You know, then you know, necessary or not, I don't know. It's it's not really relevant. I mean, it's always the same for everyone, so it doesn't really matter yeah. to get you know angry at those things. So yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, everybody's doing the same thing. You know. Yeah, I mean, those of us in the on the bus and the media, we just you know, for us, our mantra was, "It is what it is." Right? Uh, we just deal with it. Yeah. So that was a bit uh, that was a bit rough. We had. Uh, well, rough moment um, on the bike section after. Uh, well, after the mangrove, then we were on on a bike uh, on a bike section to actually get to mid camp. Uh huh. Um, we had one rough night there. Uh, we were trying to locate the trail to actually um, get off the ridge and get down to the river. I think it was CP twenty six or something. Um, no, well, yeah, we had a bit of a rough time there and uh, had a bit of arguments on whether we should be continuing on uh, or not. Finally, we, we elected to, to, to sleep, but then it, it was, we didn't get to sleep that much. But, and then after, well, it was next day and, uh, and then we kept on going and, and found the right path. Actually, it took me five minutes to to figure it out, but uh, during the night, uh, you know, half asleep, you know, I was having a bit of issues to yeah. to 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 get the to get the team on the right track. So um, that was one low moment, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, what else? Uh, actually, no, it was uh, it was good. We enjoyed uh, well. <laughs> The trek w was good. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it was long, but it was good. I mean, it was again um, a real ex- a real life experience going from one villages to the other. Uh, those uh, native village. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It was it was the real jungle out there. So, yeah. but the muds. Uh, we, <laughs> I can safely say that the mudslide down uh, Chiripo. Uh, I think it was the the worst part for our team. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, it was long yeah. and painful. You know, and it's kind of funny because um, you looked at the map there, Tripo, and it looked like oh well, that's pretty simple. You just you just follow the trail to the top, and then you follow the trail down to the bottom. Yep. And and it was not that, was it? <laughs> no. It was a lot more involved than it looked like on the map well it's just that the trail was so it was a narrow trail um very well notoriously muddy Uh um and it was just hard to keep any kind of you know constant forward movement yeah Uh, and uh we were coming Coming down from altitude, uh, our, we 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 did okay with altitude. I have to say, um, uh, we got two teammates that were a bit, well, that didn't were not feeling really good with with, with the altitude. But uh, I think that we we kept we kept a good uh, a good pace there. We we didn't made any mistake or whatever or you know, and, and we got up. Uh, on our way up Chiripo, uh, it was it was dark, uh, so we slept a bit at the cabin at the bottom of uh, Chiripo, and then uh, and then started to hike up again. And then yeah. when we were past the summit on the ridge, this is where uh, uh, so we got uh, we got the sunrise there. So it was it was beautiful. So uh, our day on, on the ridge was uh, was great actually. Uh, cool. But then when we we got to uh, we got to that trail to go to go down. First of all, it was hard to locate. I mean, it was in in our mind. I don't know why, but in our mind, it was a, it was uh, we we thought it would be a bigger intersection. Turned out it was like <laughs> like uh, well, kind of a gamble. I mean, we I assumed it was the trail, but. It, it was uh, it was not obvious, but anyway, and uh, and then you got to that trail going down. I mean, it was just I don't know how long it was. It was eight or twelve k down, mm-hmm. um, and it was very you know sometimes uh, <laughs> are you um, going on your motorci- motorcycle? No, it's actually the air compressor at work going off in the basement. So, <laughs> it, you know, I I hate for the podcast to be too professional. So there's always something going around, and going off, or a phone ringing or something. So it'll shut off here in just a second. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I'll I can kind of quiet it down when we when I do the edit. Yeah. So, but um, 
So did you interact much with with the people in the villages or did you just kind of pass through? Oh, no, yeah, we, um, I mean, every time we saw someone, we, uh, uh, we asked them for, you know, not really, well, for directions, but more to confirm our, our intentions. Uh-huh. And uh, Jonathan on our team, uh, uh, he speaks uh, fluently uh, Spanish. So, uh, so uh, I think that was a big, a big advantage oh, of yeah. having a Spanish oh, yeah. speaker. Oh yeah, I was lucky to have a interpreter with me. So. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, every time, and, and it's it's nice to you know just to get uh, to get involved with, with with those people around. So. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, because those villages, I mean, they were really small. I mean, sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. two, well, house or tents, or maybe if you want to call it like that. So, um, and with, uh, you know, chickens around and dogs. <laughs> and at some point it was in the middle of the night and then, you know, dogs started barking and we were like, oh shit, we're going to wake everyone up. But... <laughs> They, 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 they forgive you. Well, it's interesting because you know I've been talking to some of the, you know, like Mike Closure and Ian Adamson and stuff, and some of their best memories are of the small villages that they, you know, in Fiji and places like that. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, because it's. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, you you don't get to go in these places much. So uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's like a lifetime you know, occasion or, uh, opportunity. So, uh, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's an erasing, you know, mindset of course, but then, uh, you make sure to open your eyes and, and grab a, you know, a big look at, at all, all of these things because it's so remote and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff you see on TV and, and, yeah. and then you're there and with, with those people and it's, uh, you know, you, you get to see that, uh, you know they they make they make uh uh well they they make their life there and it's 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 so different to what we're used to you know in our, in our personal lives so it makes it uh, it's 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 highly valuable to a race i think when when you get to interact with uh native people and uh um you know those remote places where you know it's just you know, a bit disconnected from from the world we're we're used to. Yeah, it, I mean, it's the places. You know, I think I, I say this every podcast, but it's the adventure races take you to the places that you wouldn't find until the last day when you're visiting somewhere. You find the really cool spots. This way, they take you to all the really cool spots. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, just. The only other thing, and we can we'll we'll get off worlds is uh, you guys as team was my my second favorite picture I took of the whole race when you were at Tortugo, okay. and I don't remember which one of you it was, but drinking a bottle had a bottle of Coca Cola yeah. in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Jonathan and I, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, that that was a great picture. It was good to. Uh, you know, to see you guys there, uh, man, that, that kayak section to go there was, was long. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it wasn't, you know, particularly windy or stuff, but I mean, I mean, everybody know those boats were so slow and, and, and there was not 
much navigation involved to, to get there. I mean, it was a straight canal all the way, but shit, it was so long. Yeah. And uh, no, so we were really happy to to get to, I don't know, to, to something different than our, yeah. our little boat and, uh, you know, just trying to keep some kind of forward movement. So exactly uh, yeah. and have and have a coca-cola wow that's <laughs> there there's nothing better oh is there? no i mean these i remember last year at some point i really decided decided that i wasn't racing you know without uh well pepsi yeah i like i like pepsi more than, than coca-cola so yeah. every race i do I, I bring at least one pepsi so uh it's uh, it's good for the night when uh, you know you're a bit of a different mood or whatever. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good racing food. I mean, there's a long list of racing food that is not not food that you uh, that you eat every day, but it's good racing food. Yeah. So what you're saying is that I'll be your best friend forever if I keep a Pepsi in my pack and I see it untamed. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I can. Uh, that actually, that Pepsi might worth uh, a bit, uh, a few dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, how did how did you get get started adventure racing? What what's your background? Um, actually, my my ba- I started adventure racing or I got in touch with adventure racing I think it was in somewhere in I don't know May or April 2000 or something well it was in 2000 and uh because uh, I had some you know friend of a friend and uh we're just discussing and things and uh she was saying well we we're doing this race uh and, um, you know, this, you get the bike, you navigate and you do all that and you don't sleep at all and things. And I was like, shit, I want to, uh, I mean, I have to, I have to try that. So, um, and, uh, my, you know, sport background, you know, it, it's never been, uh, it's never been, uh, I wasn't into running or biking or paddling, so it wasn't anything close to the, the adventure racing core sports. Um, I mean, I, I was playing volleyball in uh, in college and things like that, but but I, I always you know enjoyed riding my bike, and I had a mountain bike, and I, I really enjoyed going on trails and things. So. Uh, so that at some point, uh, yeah. So at that time, in uh, probably in in June two thousand, yeah. So it was uh, Raid the North in Mont Saint Town. So Raid the North uh, used to be a, a race series in uh, Canada. It used to be a big race series, and uh, so it used to be. Uh, so these races were thirty six hour hour long. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, it was uh, it was pretty much. That was pretty much it, you know. It was thirty-six hour racing, and there was no shorter options. Um, so, so I got there as a as a support crew uh, for uh, for this team, uh, for my friend's team, yeah. and uh, and that's it. I was hooked, and uh, 
And then a month later, I think, uh, I was uh, I was registered to a race called uh, the Wilderness Adventure Race. That was uh, also a 36-hour race in, um, in Rivière Rouge in Quebec. So uh, close, uh, Rivière Rouge is a famous rafting river. So uh, the headquarter was at, uh, at uh, the rafting company's uh, base camp. And, uh, and that was it. That, that was the first race for me. And then I, and then on, uh, and then I decided to, uh, you know, to, to progressively, you know, uh, get into it. So, uh, uh, and then, uh, so I went on to race with, uh, uh, frontier adventure racing a lot that, uh, yeah, that yeah. used to have a lot of races in Ontario. Uh, that was before, um, there, there was not really any adventure racing series in Quebec, so uh, uh, so there was more uh, racing options in Ontario. So I started, uh, so I was racing more in Ontario during these years and stuff. So um, and then eventually uh, there were more races um, here in Quebec and stuff, and then in in the states. And then you you always try to you know go in new places and. Uh, uh, try to go maybe a bit further to look for races. So, uh, so yeah. So the, the, there were races uh, in the states. So at some point you you decide to go in the states. So, uh, so for me it uh, you know it started to it started as a support crew and then uh, eventually I got to you know I got really interested in everything, especially navigation, and uh, that's I think what uh, what you know, kept me hooked. It's uh, the adventure side of adventure racing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it for a lot of people. It's because you could go out and do all that all the time if you want, but there's just something about somebody telling you what to do that's kind of nice. <laughs> you know, say like you come here and go that way, and you figure it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about the the challenge. Uh, you know. The challenge is there, so why not? Why not take a shot at it? And it, it's like uh, I often make, uh, you know, because when people ask, ask, you know, why are you doing this and things like that, so uh, I always um, answer with uh, with the example of a uh, uh, of mount of mountaineering. And, you know, people get to people get into mountaineering to climb mountains. And just and and why you climb a mountain? Well, because it's there. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, really? Yeah. There's no other. There's reason. no other reason, and and it 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 just you know, and it screams at you. Well, you know, climb, <laughs> come here and climb uh, over the the top. So uh, so it's the same for adventure racing. I mean, races are challenges. Uh, they are put out there by race director, and, and you know. If you feel you're up to it, then you should do it because it's, uh, you know, for a lot of us racing, it, it, it's probably the, the best thing we do. So, well, yeah, I think that's true. So, um, but did you have any background in, you know, were you, were you an outdoors person? Did you go camping? Did you go hiking in the mountains or were you just a, a volleyball player? <laughs> uh, no, I was, uh, I was into camping and hiking a bit. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, I re uh, 
and and uh, and, and climbing. Uh, but uh, uh, no, that was uh, you know when I got in touch with the, when I got involved in adventure racing. This is when I really started to take a more or a more aggressive stance on all this. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is where, uh, when I, I don't know, started to get really more into it, get into wilderness, uh, try to, uh, you know, and then plan some some hiking trips and things like that. I mean, as before, I wasn't uh, I wasn't the one getting, you know, or putting these projects forward. And, and then after that, uh, you know, it just. Uh, it was uh, I don't know. It was more natural to me to uh, to start uh, taking some initiative in that. Okay, yeah, and, you know, because it's I haven't talked to anybody yet that hasn't had some sort of an outdoor background before they got into to adventure racing. So, I mean, it, it it goes from people that are just were really into the mountains and hiking and camping and that kind of stuff to you know world class, you know Nathan Five A those kind of people that were world-class athletes that went into that way. So yep. I, I would be surprised to find somebody that, you know, literally didn't have any sort of an outdoor background and became an adventure racer. I think it's just, I don't, it doesn't happen, but hopefully maybe there was somebody out there we'll find. <laughs> so. um, well, I, I'm sure there are, uh, yeah. you know, some people just like to, uh, focus on, on a challenge and then get this done and then do something else. So, uh, yeah. so that, you know, that's possible to, to find people that, uh, that, you know, could have that approach to adventure racing. But then, you know, uh, it's such a, it's such a, a rugged sport and a hard sport that, uh, you know, you, you, you have to, to have some kind of interest into, into the outdoors and and everything it does to you to uh to get involved into adventure racing yeah, exactly you need you gotta want to suffer a little bit oh yeah or a, or a lot oh yeah <laughs> yeah i think a lot is more the right word uh yeah and yeah, uh i often say you have to to enjoy misery yep oh yeah you, you have to exactly. like it actually <laughs> you're you know, because you know, going especially in expedition races and uh, longer races, it's uh, you know, it's always a bit part of it, and uh, it's how you deal with it that uh, you know that define a bit more of your racing. Exactly. So, um, are you primary navigator for the team, or uh, or you kind of split it up, or how do how do you deal with the navigation? Um, no, on, on our team right now, uh, I'm, I'm the primary navigator. Okay. Um, it, it's, it wasn't always uh, the case. I mean, it's always, it depends who you're racing with. And uh, um, I mean, for a few years, uh, uh, I've, been, I've been the main navigator, uh, navigator on the team I've, uh, I was racing with. Uh, but uh, going back a few years ago, well... Uh, um, I was. Uh, it wasn't me who was navigating. Uh, I used to race with. Uh, well, that's a while ago. But we used to race with a guy named Dave Houston. Uh, 
Um, so I learned a lot from uh, from this guy. Uh, uh, and then when when Frontier started to do some shorter races, uh, then uh, uh, I, got, I got to navigate and, and then I got into that kind of stuff. Uh, and with Rogaine's, uh, I really enjoy Rogaine. So uh, Rogaine's are really good to to get uh, well to get the navigation touch. So I mean, of course, it's different than uh, adventure racing navigation, yeah. but the basics are 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 very good. And then when I was yeah. racing with uh, uh, in, in two thousand nine, from two thousand nine to, to well, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Um, I was racing with uh, uh, Team Kinetic. Uh, it was uh, with uh, Francis Lambert and Pascal Laroche. So, uh, uh, so Francis was uh, was our uh, lead navigator at the time, and uh, I was uh, I was you know second <laughs> second navigator at the time. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it always depends who you're racing with. I mean, I know that. Uh, some guy or some navigators, uh, I mean, when you're more than one navigator on a team, it, it it's always tricky, you know, because you have to, you know, it's important to have everybody's uh, opinion or or make sure that everybody's okay with, with the road or the, the, the route choice you're making, but then you have to make sure it's not counterproductive, you know? And, and yeah, then, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah so um, so we're really trying to uh, to to not fall into that uh, counterproductive mode uh, on our yeah. team these days. So uh, so I'm mostly the, the lead navigator. And uh, and actually, Jean-Yves is, uh, is uh, helping me with, uh, with NAV, so... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so this is how it works these days. Yeah. Well, how long, how long do you think it took you to be, to get to where you felt like you were, you could be the, the lead navigator? Because you're kind of an, I don't, um, you kind of started out at zero for navigation, and now you're you're basically lead navigator. And I don't know if I've run into too many people that have just come from a zero background. Yeah. So. You know, how long did it take you to feel comfortable being the guy that says, yeah, this is the way we're going at two o'clock in the morning in Costa Rica? <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that, that's a good question. Um, how long it took me? Well, uh, I, uh, I, think, I think that the first race where I was lead navigator uh, was somewhere in 2002, maybe. Um, so maybe it took me two years to, uh, to get comfortable to race, uh, or to lead a race, let's say a 24 hour race. Um, and then the first, uh, I think the first expedition race that I navigated, uh, was back in 2000, back in 2004. Yeah, I think so. Or two thousand, yeah, it's two thousand four, two thousand five. So, uh, but then I, I cannot say that I was as comfortable as as I am now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
Yeah. So from from no navigation, you know, background at all, or very few to be able to navigate, uh, let's say, a 24-hour race. So it took me maybe two years of uh, learning and racing and stuff like and, you know, playing around with with the compass and, and, and yeah. to to an expedition race um yeah maybe four years uh, but then getting really um able to navigate a, a rugged race like untamed new england uh that's uh a few more years so <laughs> yeah. so i don't know somewhere somewhere between maybe five years i would say yeah, well, that's that's good. Good to know. I know, it, uh, Paulette, my wife, and I, we tell the story. The first adventure race she did, we were down in in Breckenridge, and we get the maps and the and the, you know all the stuff, and we get this little thing, and we're like, "What's a UTM?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we sat we sat there for three or four hours, and we finally figured out, oh, yeah. if this point's here, that's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and it, now I'm you know, what. Uh, five years on from primal quest and i'm not that i'm racing a lot but i've been setting up a lot of courses yep. and i'm i'm finally getting to the point where i feel like yeah i sort of know what i'm doing so yeah well i, I um there are a lot of uh, of good books uh, so uh I, that's one way that uh um I, I i got to you know learn more about all that uh, i certainly read a lot of books about about everything about uh well orienteering uh mm -hmm. but also adventure racing there are a lot of good books there uh, i remember in uh i think in 2000 in 2002 we got down to um odyssey adventure racing it was the endorphin fix yeah I, it, it might have been 2001 i don't know but um uh, uh, and it was uh, it used to be Don Mann, who was uh, you know running uh, the the company before Running Angel, so uh, um, so it was Don Mann, and uh, he had his book uh, Adventure. I don't remember the name of the book. I got it here, but yeah, it's sitting on our bookshelf also. Yeah, and and it was uh, you know his motto was uh, your. Your pain is our pleasure, <laughs> and he signed it for me. So your pain is my pleasure, Don Man. So I will always thought it was funny, but uh, there was a lot of good uh, content in there for sure. So um, so that was uh, you know all part of the of the learning on you know how to get uh, you know how to get how to get a uh, lead navigator. So. Uh, Every bit, every bit and pieces of information was uh, was really worth it in, in, in many books. And of course, I mean, but the 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 important thing is uh, is experience. Uh, exactly. Yeah. In you know, in adventure racing, it's it's a lot about experience and, and how you know yourself and how you know how your body will react, how your team will react, how, you know, uh, and be able to manage all that. So, uh, so a lot of good books, but uh, there's nothing like experience, I say. Exactly. So um, what do you think about the navigation, the, te the, the team section, orienteering at, at Untamed, where everybody has to 
navigate a leg. Is your team going to do well at that? Uh, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Um, I think I think it's a good... Uh, I think Grant always, you know, prouds himself into uh, making things... Um, uh, the way things are are the best, and, and I think yeah. the the O relay is uh, is a bit different from uh, uh, other races on, on the, uh, in the World Series, and, and it, it brings you know it really brings something to to the race. So everybody has to be able to to navigate. So yeah. um, hopefully it will be good uh, for our team. Uh, we we've been uh, you know it was. You know, uh, yeah, like ten days ago, we did that Rogaine. Uh, yeah, it was uh, that six-hour Rogaine. But we, I made sure, you know, uh, to to make a point for everyone to race uh, with a friend of their own. Uh, so we we did not race as a team there, uh, just to make sure that everybody, you know, got uh, the opportunity to to navigate uh, a full, you know, a full six-hour Rogaine. Uh, just to to prepare for that O relay section, um, yeah. and uh, so yeah, I, uh, hopefully it will be good for our team. I, I think I think we we should be able to to catch up or make up some time there. Hopefully, yeah. uh, I like I like our chances there, and it's also it's important to manage. Uh, um to manage that section into the race itself as you know it's an opportunity to rest for uh for people who are not uh doing the o relay uh so yeah. so you don't want you know you want to make sure to that uh, this rest uh you know window to you want to use it uh as wisely as possible so yeah, yeah I, I look forward to it i like it yeah so Talking about rest, how, let's say a, a race like Untamed, how far out, so do you kind of look at things and say, okay, if we take, if we take a rest at this time on day three, that, or day two, that puts us in a better spot at day three, I mean, is that, is that something that you're looking at when you're, you're planning your race once you get the maps and stuff? Or do you just kind of say, okay, this is what we're going to do the first 24 hours, and then we'll we'll see what happens? Um, I mean, it's always different from one race to the other, of course, yeah. because it always depends on the conditions and you know the weather and and everybody's uh, state of freshness or whatever. So, um, so it really. It, it's it really depends on every race but you know the way we like to approach it is uh we we rarely sleep the first night for sure uh, yeah. Um, yeah. because uh i, I think personally I, I i i would not be able to sleep first so uh i would rather just you know hammer it uh the first night unless yeah. you get caught into something and then you know, and then you have to deal with with something, of course. But uh, yeah. but let's say that you know the the, the weather's not so bad and uh, and uh, the the course is okay. So 
you know, we would, you know, try to sleep in a race like Untamed, which should be about three and a half days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to be able to, you know, to do it with with minim- with one with one block of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't do the whole race without sleeping, but you can't sleep every night. Oh no. Oh, no that's for sure. Um, and, uh, but, um, I don't know, a, a, a race like Untamed, uh, in my experience with, with a block of two to three hours of sleep, um, you should be able to get to the end of it. Um, then, but it has to be good sleep, you know. You know, sleeping in the ditch uh, in the rain—it's not very good sleep. No, but sleeping, <laughs> no, it's you not. know, in a cabin where it's not raining on uh, raining on your head, and uh, and you, you're relatively, you know, it's relatively good sleep. I mean, it's adventure racing good sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sleeping yeah, on uh, uh, on the ground in the cabin—it's it, actually. It's actually luxury sleep in, in adventure yeah. racing. So, um, so a race like Untamed, I would say, yeah, two to three hours, probably the second night, uh, depending on where the O relay is. Uh, I mean, if, if we get to the O relay in in you know middle of the day, uh, it it could be hard for for some people to sleep, you know. Yeah. So it yeah. would be hard to take advantage of that. So um, yeah, it, it's uh, it depends on the race, but uh, we, I mean, it's a, sleeping makes you go faster. Yeah. Uh, so it's always trying to find the the right balance between you know sleeping enough and and too much or or not enough. Uh, so that's, you know, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of the name of the game for everyone, you know, how, how long and where and, and, uh, will it affect our race positively or will, uh, will it slow us down? Um, it's always, uh, it's always a, a tough call, but we, we like to make that call on, on, on the spot as well. Yeah. So do you have a, I mean, do you have a, a time of night that you would prefer to sleep or, I mean, if you, if you had a perfect world and say, okay, this is what time we're going to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a bad time at night for you that you know, you'd be better to sleep? I mean, obviously that's never really going to work out correctly, but yeah. Uh, well, you know, the best time to sleep is end of the night. To, to wake up with daytime or yeah. shortly before daytime. So you just get yourself back into moving and, and then boom, it's daytime. So you, you kind of trick your, your, your brain into thinking, oh yeah, I had some, you know, a real night of sleep and then it's, yeah. it's daytime. But so that's probably the ideal time to sleep time slot to, to sleep uh, to yeah. sleep but but you know it's uh you know w- when you get to the point where you you start to be uh less effective or more 
uh, error prone or or it, it, it gets a bit, you know, if you're on technical terrain and everybody is in zombie mode, then, That's... you know, it, it's higher, it's, it's taking higher risks. And sometimes, uh, well, that that's that's the bell to, you know, to tell you, well, it's time to sleep. So, uh, so you got to be really uh, kind of, you got to stay sharp on these signs. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that last year in um, we did uh, raise the Phantom last year in in New Brunswick. It's a yeah. uh, it's a great race uh, actually. Uh, It's a really rugged area. We we enjoyed it a lot. But on the second night, uh, uh, it was end of the second night, and we were actually looking forward to finish the race shortly after that. So we were, you know, pushing it to to get to the finish line, and we were in first place. So uh, we we did not want it to to slow to slow down, but we were all getting really sleepy and uh, we're getting down the mountain and uh, at some point uh, <laughs> we got close to you know fall into uh, a creek and you know it, it, we 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 could have injured ourselves so um and and looking back uh we were pretty slow so investing an hour of sleep would have been uh, would have been the right choice at that time but uh It's uh, it always depends on the conditions. Yeah, and it's always easy to look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this this episode is going to come out probably one or two weeks before Untamed, and I'm looking at. I want to see what you think about this, but I'm looking at it as that Untamed could be probably one of the most competitive World Series races this year because. You know, three and a half days, and there's a lot of good teams coming. And, oh yeah. You know, I mean, do you like do you like your chances? Do you think you you know how you feel you're going to be going against you know? There's some you guys are some really good teams going there, so it should be fun. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's going to be very competitive, uh, and, and we always like it when it's like that. Uh, so I, I'm. You know, it, it's uh, thumbs up to to Grant to be able to get these teams uh, to to his race. Uh, yeah. He's been working hard for many years now, and, and it's uh, the fact that all these uh, top uh, top uh, teams are there. It, it's just uh, it just reflects how uh, how much energy he invested in that, and uh, and and we really like you know. His professional approach into that, so I think that I think that uh, a lot of team recognize that by by their presence. So um, yeah, so it's going to be very uh, it's going to be a very uh, a very fast race. But uh, again, you know, Untamed is uh, it's very rugged. It's very uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of navigation decisions. So there are there will be many route choices. Especially with, uh, especially on the trek and with pack rafting sections. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I like our chances. I'm, I'm really happy this year that uh, uh, Stephanie Lajoie is racing with us. Uh, Stephanie Lajoie is certainly one of the best Canadian racer. Uh, she's, uh, she's a very good mountain biker. She's uh, very fast. 
runner and trekker. Uh, it was, uh, you know, last weekend, it was actually the first time we raced all the four of us together last weekend. I mean, I've been racing with Stephanie with uh, Team Kinetic before, um, and uh, we, we, we had a really good time together. Mm-hmm. And But for Joe and uh, Jean-Yves, it was their first time racing with Steph. Uh, and yeah. uh, they both told me after, uh, after that, damn, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah we we're we're looking forward to it so I, i'm really happy about uh about our team that that's one thing then uh we're uh usually we we get things uh w- one important thing and and that's one thing that comes with experience is uh is preparation uh we we try to prepare and, and try to uh try to prepare every scenario uh so i think we're good at that so we're gonna hopefully you know get everything sorted out uh in time for the race i think we will um and then and then there's only the fun the 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 race itself so we have the easy yeah the easy part i say once you get once you start it's easy yeah so the hard part is always to get to the start line exactly Exactly. no we're uh i I think i think we we should be able to to do something good uh i like our chances of course uh with you know the these these uh you know world class team like like Tule and uh and Colombia uh it's going to be it's going to be very challenging but again uh there are other other world class teams there that uh i think uh, are are pretty i think we we should be able to to fight with them so uh uh it's hard to say it's hard to 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 shoot an objective like that but uh uh, we'll certainly, you know, try to to surprise a bit, and and then, you know, be there where it counts. Cool. So, um, I just got I got two more things, and then we'll wrap this up. So, here's my first. The first thing I always ask people is, no matter how, if you start getting ready for a race even a month earlier, if you started packing now, or actually I've started already. Are you still packing your stuff the night before you leave? <laughs> um, if I start packing packing now, yeah. I I don't think so. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, cause I like to, I like to pack. Yeah, I start to pack early, and yeah. I like to uh, sometimes too early, maybe, but <laughs> because I have to get things out of uh, of my packing of uh, of the pack to because I, I still need it to train or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. So. no, no, I would not. I, I think okay. When I left for Costa Rica, I think uh, my my stuff was ready a full day in advance. You know, I actually probably for Costa Rica, I was probably ready the day before too. But I'm, I'm for for those that are listening, it's like. We're actually like probably just a month right now before Untamed, so it's about time to start yeah. laying the stuff out on the floor and getting ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and the other thing is, what else do you have planned for this year then? Um, actually, uh, Untamed is our big objective. Okay. Uh, but then after that, uh, there's a lot of uh, 
Well, uh, we have, uh, well, there is a Wilderness Traverse uh, mm-hmm. in yeah. Ontario. Uh, it's on July 12th. So it's, uh, it's not very long after Untamed, but uh, it's such a, it's such a cool race uh, organized by Bob Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I'll, I'll go there for sure. Uh, now, uh, my, my teammates were not able to, are not able to make it. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm, I'm in the process of, you know, figuring out uh, with who I will be racing there, uh, I've you know I've talked to a few uh, few persons, so uh, so I should be able to to race in in Wilderness Traverse, and I'll look forward to it. And actually, um, then after that, uh, there is a uh, there is a bit of a gap, but uh, in uh, in September, the second week of uh, September, there is a. Uh, the Red International Gaspésie. So it's uh, okay. it's organized by uh, Endurance Aventure, which is an adventure racing company in uh, in Quebec. Uh, Endurance Aventure they, they organized uh, many races. They've been into adventure racing for uh, more than ten years. So uh, and they organized uh, a few years ago the Coast Raid. I don't know if you heard about that one. But... Yeah, actually, I was. I... Some uh, who was I talking to about was telling me about I that. Think, that was one of their favorite races. I think it was Barb, no? Yeah, it was. Yep, that's I think right. Barb mentioned it in in yep. her podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there is a uh, there is this race in uh, and it's in Gaspésie. So uh, Gaspésie, it's it's kind of the uh, eastern peninsula of Quebec. Uh, and uh, it's a fantastic area. Uh, it's as rugged as hell, uh, and, and and people and though it's pretty remote. It's a you know from Montreal, it's about a twelve-hour drive. So um, so it's pretty remote, and uh, so people in those villages. Uh, you know, they will be really, you know, they will be thrilled to have, you know, racers coming into their area. So we, we, uh, so it's going to, they're going to be really, um, uh, they're going to be really nice with, with racers. Uh, and, uh, Azurance Avanto always make, uh, they always make good, uh, Good local. They always get involved really, uh, really closely with with the locals for for everything. So it, it really, their races are all, always have a real local taste, and, and uh, that's really nice about that. Um, so it's a it's a three day race, uh, stage races, uh, stage race. Uh, and uh, but I think there will be one longer, longer-ish stage uh, overnight. Uh, so uh, so it's going to be uh, it's uh, it's in September September eleventh or twelfth to fourteen fifteen or something. Uh, so uh, that's the second objective. Um, I mean, as as far as. Uh, uh, World Series races are concerned uh, for this year. Um, that's probably, I mean, Untamed is probably the only one I'll do this year. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the race in, in Ecuador, the world champs, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic race for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, uh, the altitude and things, uh, not sure it's, uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but uh, the local teams definitely have an advantage, an advantage there. Uh, I mean, I would love to go, but uh, I mean, if I go or if I, it, it will be on a, on a different team. It, it, it would probably be on, you know, a last minute call. Yeah, pick up, yeah. pick up team. Yeah, pick up team. yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's good. Um, I, I raced in 2003. I raced. Uh, there used to be uh, in in the early 2000s. There used to be a few races called uh, Eco Challenge Qualifier, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and there was one uh, the the Eco Challenge North America. They, they they called it. It was in Sault Ste. Marie, and. Um, mm -hmm. And that was my first experience with uh, a pickup team. Uh, it was uh, James Heilman, who's a real good racer from uh, uh, from Western Canada, uh, and we we got to race that race uh, together with uh, with two other people, and uh, it, it was great. It, we we had a great time together, and we we went on to to race a few times uh, after that uh, together. So uh, so you never know. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. But. Uh, well, you know, it's one of those things that you just you put it in the back of your mind and you know how it is. Eventually somebody will say, hey, we need a racer. Yeah. And you can think, yeah, it might be me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have to say that uh, I'm, I'm very careful. Uh, yeah. Uh, because it all, it all comes down to what you want to accomplish. Uh, you know, I, I like to race to be competitive. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know... It's it's just some some racers race for different reasons, so yeah. that's important to point out before you know getting involved with, with teams and things. So it, it just comes down to make sure that everybody gets what they want from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so well, cool. Yeah. So I spent so, a lot of your time, so. <laughs> but it's been fun it's been interesting that's so. okay it was on my schedule ah, yeah, yeah. and so, there is a you saw that uh there is the patagonia expedition race coming back in uh, 2016 yes, yes yeah so that's that's i don't uh, know it's uh that's certainly uh uh up in the air for sure i mean this uh you know with with with, with uh, a a you know, such a long lead time or, or you know, uh, it's announced well ahead of time. It, yeah. it should be a good, uh, the, the, there will be some good teams there for sure, I think. Uh, and it's a good, that's one race I would love to do eventually. So, yeah, actually, Paulette and I are kind of looking, you know, they're doing the, you know, they announced that what next year's is, is kind of just an organized trek through the area through Tierra del Fuego and you know, she's done the race twice, and she's like, "I'd go back and do that." So oh yeah! Wow. We're we're looking at maybe at least doing the truck yeah. thing next year. So, but, um, there is. The, yeah. um, I forgot to to say about the the in August there is the World Road Gaming Championship. Uh, in, uh, in oh yeah, are you thinking about doing them? Um, maybe. 
I have that in the back of my mind as well because uh, Francis Falardeau was organizing Regan uh, Laurentide. Uh, well, he may be in as well, so uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why because um, if you're interested, you can come stay with us because, like everybody else, because they're about 20 miles from our house. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, I'm actually one of the course vetters, so. Wow. Well, I'll uh, I'll mention that to Francis uh, for sure. I, I I think he he qualified from uh, I don't know which race from last year. Uh, they they he went on to do a race somewhere and he qualified. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll go. It would be it certainly would be uh you know one way to. Uh, to get, uh, I don't know, to get another notch in my navigation uh, toolkit to race, to be able to race with Francis Valardeau for a 24-hour. So, well, and we're we're in registration. We're into open registration now. Okay. So, it's it's now um, actually anybody can anybody can enter. And we're not we're not full. We're well, I think we're at about 500 somewhere between five and six hundred people so yeah oh we're doing we're doing well but so well barb barb's staying at our house and i think uh we got a three or four or half a dozen people so the more the merrier oh yeah it's gonna be a big party <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah. So. <laughs> so well cool well let's close this off um you know how i end the podcast by saying uh go fast take chances yeah well you want to you want to do that for me in french Ah oui, ok. Euh, allez vite et prenez beaucoup de chance. Cool. Thanks for talking. Well, thanks to you. And uh, hopefully, well, uh, will you be at uh, on team uh, this year? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we'll we'll see uh, we'll see shortly then. I told you I was going to bring you a Pepsi. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look forward to so. that. But don't don't say it to anyone. Don't mention it to anyone. I won't. <laughs> because we, we don't want to get the penalty. <laughs> I'll have a Pepsi. I'll have a Pepsi. And if anybody asks me, they can have it. Okay. I'll, I'll keep See, that. that makes it fair. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks, Wendy. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye.